0: Headley is our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by, by Headley.
1: Okay, this is
0: it. This is our second swing. This is our second swing. We are on a program called Zencaster. It does seem to be working. Technical support got back to me. They were very apologetic and very nice. And so I see all the waves, the squiggly lines, and now we can do a show. Are you guys ready to do a show yes let's do a show the following show is for mature audiences only listener discretion is advised and if you don't like it please go fuck yourself one two three four do you feel your sex life is quite lame scared that your desires might be strange come and join the kinky world of play we even got the woos in time, sort of. Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion.
2: Recording live from the four corners of the globe during this pandemic crisis. I'm Kathy.
1: I'm Count Boogie. I'm Dell. I was like, what order are we doing? <laughs> I'm Enigma.
2: <laughs>
0: and this is show two fifty three. Kathy, I am so exciting. Enigma Dell, this is definitely... We're, we're definitely moving forward on this. If you heard last week's show, it was literally a disaster monster, but we got a show done. I spent about literally three hours of editing that normally takes 10 minutes to pull out all the delays and things like that, but we figured out a way to do it. The show went up. The listeners are hearing it, and now we can just... Take a breath. Well, at least I can because I've been freaked out for two weeks straight. And we can do this magical show. Kathy?
2: Yes, Boogie? Have you
0: got any dick? Can we get back to the sex? Can we get back to the kink and perversion?
2: You know, I didn't – this is normally – we're recording – I mean, we're going to talk about this. We're recording on Saturday, and we normally are recording on Monday. So I would normally be at Creative Explorers, which I am not because he is back to social distancing himself. Wait a and, minute, why is he social distancing against you? You know because he's Mr. Algorithm guy. He's a he, he's a, you know, software engineer who who has done this whole, you know, spreadsheet to track all the numbers and he can tell when everything is doubling and tripling and he's all, yeah, this is I think we're starting it. So I think I'm going back into isolation. I'm all, you know what? Whatever, dude. No oh dick. That god. equals no dick to me.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Kathy, <laughs> I'm telling you, Kathy, okay, listen to hear me out. Okay. On my shelf, right there, Kathy, I am looking at them right now. I have 5 clear Walmart shower curtains that I purchased for about 2.60 each, and I can cut a hole in that and I can lay it over you in some humiliating doggy style position. Wear gloves, surgical mask, not touch anything in your house. Buck you in the hole and then
2: leave. Boogie, I swear to God, even though I am a huge fan of the doggy style, you have got to stop with the plastic sheeting. It's not going to (laughs) happen.
0: Kathy, I have talked to all of my lovers. And let me tell you something, Kathy. What? All of them say the same thing. Sounds totally, sounds totally, sounds totally hot. (laughs) And degrading. Yes, Dex. this is very Dexter. It sounds totally hot and degrading, but they're like, but they all end with, except Whiskers. I think Whiskers is about ready to break. Everyone else was like.
2: I'm sure that all your sexual partners thought it was hot, but the one thing they all have in common is that they're young and impressionable. And therefore susceptible to you, which I am not. (laughs) Well, they think it's hot, but they're not ready to give
0: up the poon yet. They think it's hot, and but they're like, no, I think it's just better, you know, because, you know, it's just, you know, yeah, let's not do that. And I'm like, okay, I'll wait. And I swear, Until- <laughs> Kathy, I'm starting to get the sense that they're literally you go a couple weeks without human touch. I swear to God, the most touch that I've gotten so far in the last like week and a half from another human is when the, the person at the drive through accidentally touched my hand with their gloved fucking finger, giving me my change back. That's
2: it. Oh, believe me. I, I hear you. I feel I'm feeling the same way. I need some kind of human contact, but I'm not quite at the place where I'm ready to have you fuck me between a sheet. Sorry.
0: Oh, my God. You're close, <laughs> Kathy. I'll wait. It's okay.
2: I know. Yeah, you're patient that way, right? See,
0: I made a plan. I made a plan. I executed a plan. I dropped the hook in the water with the fucking worm in it. I understand. The sun is out. The fish isn't ready to fucking eat yet. That's totally cool. Fishing is about waiting, Kathy.
2: Is that the nickname of your penis, the worm? <laughs> the <laughs>
0: Yes, Kathy, <laughs> and I dangle it in front of you. Look at me, nice, juicy, plump worm.
2: Look and... at the worm.
0: <laughs> I like how
3: Dell and Enigma are like st- totally staying out of this one. I was just going to say that. I mean, you you do call yourself a predator after all, so it is true. Tr- but I'm not.
0: It's, it's not a predator if you're just dropping a hook. Just dropping the hook in the water, Enigma. That's I all I'm saying. saying
2: that- Keep saying that to yourself, Boogie. That yeah, that makes you a nut predator. Uh huh.
0: I am a nut predator, but you know I am patient and I do have a plan and I have lots of tarps and lots of gloves and a mask, and I don't have to touch anything. I literally, I have five five lovers that I've shared this with. They all think it's hot, but Whiskers is crawling up the walls right now. She's like, I have literally masturbated eight hundred times a day. I am so horny, and I'm like yeah, plastic girl. tarp. Plastic tarp with all, oh. Because you know what? And I don't want to, you know, be like promoting unsafe things, Kathy. Ugh. I had Mew do some research because, like, what is the what would be the risk of that? Because obviously tarp, don't touch anything, gloves, masks, all that's things, not touch anything. Um, how much risk is there? And there's no research yet on whether there is viable viral uh, shedding or whatever in semen or vaginal fluid. So, it you know, it can be all the other places. So technically, we don't have information yet that it can be passed that way. So if it's only through a hole and maybe you bump just a drop of the sides, I don't know, make her wear a female condom and then maybe wrap a plastic bag around the base so you don't touch.
2: I love how you say technically until as if to say until we actually hear from the CDC I'm going to go for broke and just fuck everything.
0: It because well it, it, I didn't say I was going to go for broke and fuck everything but you know the bottom line is what I am talking about is probably considerably safer than being a nurse in the ER and probably considerably safer than someone coughing next to me reaching for a bag of toilet paper in a
2: Walmart. Now listen, I have just so much saying. respect for the those medical personnel, but I, I don't have that level of dedication. I'm still not going to fuck you from, you know, in between a sheet.
0: <laughs> what about just a dildo and hands?
2: You know, I've got my Siri, uh, Lilo Siri. It's uh, it's enough right now. I, I can see myself what? going stir crazy after a while, but for right now, I'm good.
0: Kathy, I gave my pitch. Dell, what's going on with you?
1: Um, mostly video games and doing remote um dates with Devil. Um, they wrote some poetry that was lovely, which Aww. was just teasing. Um, oh, really? Yes. Can you read you it? Got a
0: segment? You got a you got a
1: bit of that? Yeah, yeah, I can read it. It's only two lines, but it's great. Lay it Forgive on me. me, Father, for I must confess I'd love you fucking me in this dress. Ah. <laughs> that's their anthem whenever they're wearing a dress apparently that they just repeat in their head constantly so they're just warning when they're in dresses and they don't wear pants so they're always wearing a dress (laughs) have you finally
0: got her to crawl around on the floor a little bit for you
1: um we have not mostly from the distancing and uh haven't had time um i'm allowed to go over apparently but um if they leave theirs they're kicked out permanently so mm. it's not what? really a workable dynamic there I don't
2: understand Del- how does that work parents oh yeah. got it
1: yeah
0: mew has been uh, isolated to another boat getting back from her vacation I so she's can't on quarantine for yeah. for for 2 weeks so um so, yeah, in, in DDD. But Dell, hello, shower curtain, Walmart, like, 250
1: Yeah, try to convince their very authoritative mother. Mm, yeah, definitely going to have to implement that, like, that door not vibrating bed thing.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. oh so you can go over and visit so the parents know you
1: yes but, but, but you... The, even that level was like pedantic of her mother was like shooting down anything it's like does he touch the railings in his apartment complex there's like <laughs> it, like seriously like they were like oh he gets his mail at like 11 or pm so he doesn't see anyone it's like does he touch the railing it's like the fuck woman no what's like <laughs> the mother is like thinking of any and All possible things to say, like, why my isolation isn't enough to keep me away. Oh, my
0: God. You're like, look, I lick litter boxes for a living, but I don't touch the goddamn rails, okay? gross. Sorry, it's an old femdom story.
1: Sorry. Uh, But but besides that, uh, we've... also been doing some remote horror of they don't like zombies or horror movies so we watched *Zombieland* and verarium which is a horror movie about being isolated in your house and you can't escape that is, is awful. that new one yeah it's that new one um it's on demand and we watched it it had like the actor from the facebook movie right. it was more of a suspense than like a jump scare but it was a bit of a reverse mind talk. it's like oh look you're stuck in this house you can't leave this isn't this yep that that's a thing. You, you don't want to leave. It's so it's like it's like Cujo except you get a house. Yeah, the the premise is um this couple's like, "Oh, let's look at this house like on a lark like this is a terrible real estate agent whatever." But then right. he disappears and it, it's like Euclidean geometry. They can't leave the house and they're stuck there. Oh, <sighs> that is that is awful. How
0: well, pathetic. at least there's porn. At least there's porn, goddammit. And I think yeah. uh, Enigma is going to – because now, Kathy, we're doing our formats uh, – our wow, somebody just vomited into the microphone. What was that? Got <laughs> it. <laughs> literally, it just scared the shit out of me. Uh, I'm like, what the fuck was that? So, Kathy, yeah. to restart that segue um, – Uh, Enigma now is going to have his own segment and we're going to do a little bit of a different format, uh, on the show because of the recording and the confusion and editing and stuff like that. So, uh, so he's going to talk something about that in a little bit. Uh, Enigma, do you have anything for potato mayhem? No,
3: I've just been (laughs) jacking off a whole lot. Um,
1: thank you.
0: Aren't we
3: all? Uh, yeah, like lots of porn. Um, I have I have gotten b- back into doing like text based role play more and trying to find people who are articulate typers. But uh, other than that, it's just been a lot of self sledding, as we say. I actually
0: had a dream last night, a sex oh. dream about Abyss. How that? Like it was actually I don't. And I'm like I don't. I think she's she's got a new dude that she's she's with, and I'm like, is that inappropriate? I'm sorry. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be sharing that on the podcast? I don't know, but I fucked her like crazy. It was totally hot. Wow. She was into well, it in think... the dream, so sorry to her re- current relationship that Dream Abyss still, still wants my dick.
2: I don't sorry. Think she listens to the show, so you're safe. <laughs> I don't think
0: she listened to the show before when she was on it.
2: That's true.
0: <laughs> I mean, neither do I, but you know, dare I digress? Well, then, goddammit, I say let's move along. Fed life is the place where unicorns play, but then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns because that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on Fed life. Kathy, Dell, and Enigma <gasps> have gone to get a sandwich, but they'll be back for their segments.
2: Did they go to Arby's?
0: <laughs> oh my god, Arby's horsey sauce is so good. It's like crack.
2: Do you know I've never been to Arby's?
0: Do you know you're probably not missing much as far as the sandwiches go, but um, the sauce is pretty good. Ah. It's like a horseradish mayo sauce, which I'm sure is gross to most people, but it's pretty tasty. You can put it on anything. Yeah.
2: So we have a post by Ancilla L., who is a big fan of the show, one of our friends, Uh, and she wrote a post called Safe CNC is a lie. And for anybody who's listening, doesn't know what that is. CNC is consensual, non-consensual. So she says, I practice a form of consent in my relationship where my being in that relationship is equal to consent to anything. Now I communicate my triggers, desires, and needs, but essentially I'm fine with all of that information being disregarded in particular instances and at the behest of my partner. Now I'm going to interject here because this one just tore my heart to pieces. It was a fabulously long post and it was really hard to pull it apart. But I, I want to uh, give just a tiny little bit of backstory for her because what's important to make clear here is that she she doesn't say word out, which to right. anyone new who's listening, this is very rare, very controversial in the BDSM community. So you, you have to be aware that, that this is not normal. In addition, she doesn't practice a kind of role play where she says no when what she really means is yes. Okay, so I just right. want to make so this, that
0: clear. And, we'll, and we'll, we'll get into those definitions uh, after, after the post.
2: Right. Well, okay. So she says, you can consent to an exploration of non-consent, but that doesn't guarantee that you will actually physically enjoy the sensations you experience when that non-consent is physically expressed. We can role play and engage in anything on a superficial level, and there is nothing right or wrong about that. Or we can say no when we really mean it and then be fucked anyway, and there's nothing wrong or right about that either. The consequences, though, are real. If you are going to play with your triggers and then get triggered, it's not surprising. There's no safe way to do it. There just isn't. Safe CNC is a lie. Consent is too murky to hold up safely when something goes wrong, and not everyone likes to take responsibility when that happens. You can't have every conversation. Do it with a person who knows you like the back of your hand, not with a person you met yesterday. Be real in your interactions with sexual partners. Don't ignore the mistakes you make and share information. Safe CNC is a lie, but safer CNC isn't. Bravo! I love this post. I'm going to say again, if you get a chance, uh, go to our our, Facebook Fet life group. It's called Perverted Podcast. And one of the stickies right at the top is where I link all of these. This is a really excellent post because she goes into a lot more than what I discuss. And if you have any uh, interest in CNC, this is very informative.
0: I really enjoy us being able to... I don't think we've stepped in. We have a little bit uh, stepped in to the depth of CNC. A lot of times what we talk about is consensual non-consent where our partner kind of likes it and it's just like, you know, it's, it's it's more teasy, bratty. And a lot of people play their consensual non-consent that way, where there is still a safe word and they can still get out of it. Um, but this is now talking about that next level that not everyone is into, but some people are into – and there's a lot – obviously, there's a lot more risk to that. And that's, I think, such a good conversation to talk about these differences when you get to the level – and this doesn't mean that you you don't have to desire this level of consensual non-consent. There's no competition in kink and BDSM. If somebody is telling you that this is this is the only way to be a true sub or a true top or, or whatever – that's manipulation and bullshit. And we talk about on the show to not fall for that shit anyway. You know what I mean, Kathy?
2: Absolutely. I mean, that's actually one of the reasons I love this post is she's not saying this is a real CNC. This is a real way to do it. Anything else is a lie. She flat out says, this is the way I do it and you can do it another way. And that's perfectly fine.
0: I think, I think the things that I thought about, cause I think about Mew and I, which do the most, uh, CNC and, I think what's important to understand in consensual non-consent, the consensual in the front, I feel, my personal opinion, that this represents the pre-negotiation that you do when you discuss with your partner what are the actual limits. Because like with Mew, if she's not in the mood for sex, I have, uh, I have permission to take what I want when I want it. Even if she says, I'm not in the mood, I don't want to do it, and I know she doesn't want to do it, and if I take her anyway, I know that we have negotiated and discussed in the relative, uh, you know, you don't it's not just blanket, you don't just do this, you know, like you say it once and then uh, three years after we break up, you can come back and rape me, Um, but but there are discussions, and we check in on a fairly regular basis uh, on these things, but I can take certain things. I have never gotten consensual, non-consensual permission to come and beat Muse face bloody or cut off her arm. That is not part of our consensual non-consent. So when you're talking about consensual non-consent, you still have to understand the laws are still in place. You cannot rape and murder and kill somebody. You are still, even if you've been given permission, it doesn't matter. You're still beholden to some sort of holding back.
2: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. It's not uh, something that I practice. Um, Creative Explorer and I have tried in the past going to a place where his word is law and uh, that's all there is to it. It didn't last that long. I'm going to be interested to talk to him again when we can, you know, start seeing each other more regularly to see if we can try it again. But there's there's an important reason why we haven't really, and I don't think we're ever going to go that deep into it, and, and that is that he, as the top, is simply not willing to go there. He's simply not willing to go to a place where he can possibly cause me harm and not necessarily wash his hands of all responsibility, but basically say, look, I'll be there to pick up the pieces, but you had this coming because you said you wanted it. It's it's not a risk he's willing to take. And that's something that a lot of times we don't talk about when it comes to this kind of extreme consensual, non-consensual. And that is that sometimes the top is responsible enough to say, not something I want to do. I'm not interested in pushing someone to that level. Um, So I'm the one who's going to read out and say, not going to happen.
0: Which I have done. I've done that in play scenes where I was not prepared to take the responsibility for what I was in the process of doing. And I think that there's a lot of honor in that. I think there's a lot of honor in being able to know what your personal limits are and I don't have to worry about oh people are you know like what like some imaginary you know uh dom committee is looking at me calling me a pussy you know because you know I'm not uh willing in every single moment to take responsibility for uh damaging intentionally damaging someone or pushing their, their boundaries beyond what they are. I don't think there's anything uh, wrong with that. And I think there's actually a lot of positive for you to be able to reflect on that now, then for the people who are okay with that and are willing, it's kind of like I've heard some submissives that talk about uh, this level of consensual non-consent that the negotiation before is you break it, you buy it. If you, if you do damage, Your commitment is that you're going to take ownership of that and be a part of that healing that takes place. And if you're not willing to do that, then you don't get uh, blanket consent uh, to do things that I don't like you doing.
2: Right. And we actually I I remember one post in that we've discussed in the past uh, where someone was saying how uh, she had some severe vaginal cramps that she had never experienced before and she had gotten together with this guy they had just met and they uh she said my limits are you know, I don't have a lot of limits. Let's try some extreme edge play. And in the middle of this, she she had started getting these vaginal cramps that had her doubled over. And the guy freaked the fuck out, was not there for her, basically put her in a cabin center sent her home. Um, that's not a situation you want to get into when you're dealing with anything extreme. You absolutely, she's right at the end. Do it with someone who knows you like the back of their hand.
0: I would dare to say – now, once again, there's no absolutes in the universe, but I'm going to go ahead and say with a fair amount of certainty um, that if you are with somebody brand new and the first thing out of their mouth is I do consensual non-consent, we're not going to negotiate, you are going to give me full, full consent, that is a warning that is a that would be called a red flag. Yeah. Because this is somebody who doesn't care about you from the set from the get go. They have let you know I basically want to rape you and not go to jail for it. So it is so important in these types of things. I usually, you know, there's certain things that you can pick up play a spanking or some wax play or some hard fucking and hair pulling and stuff like that. But if you're going to do this level of CNC, you really should have somebody that is invested in knowing you because ultimately they have to be able to read when you're breaking beyond the point that they can fix. Yes. And that's not Uh, even a guarantee.
2: Exactly. And that what you're saying, not even a guarantee that's really important because she actually does talk about that somewhere in her post. If you're playing with triggers, uh, it, and you're surprised at the end that you got triggered and you had trauma, then you shouldn't have been doing this in the first place.
0: Absolutely. How many times have we talked on this show, Kathy, where you've had a disastrous outcome during play that wasn't even super intense, but just there, is, you cannot do these types of play and not expect that shit's going to go wrong, that it, it there, it were not perfect. And and we can't predict everything that's going on in our mind at all times. You're going to have some pretty significant fuck ups. And if you're not ready to deal with that, maybe you really shouldn't be doing this type of play.
2: Yeah. And and so her po- the, the topic of her post that there's no such thing as safe CNC. She's absolutely 100 percent right. I mean, there's actually no no safe. BDSM play, anything. period. But there's no safe anything. Consensual, non-consensual in particular, there's no such thing as safe, consensual, non-consensual, just safer. You take the steps that you can uh, in order to mitigate that, that any harm, and then you take responsibility for what happens. End of story.
0: And be okay with that rejection. Be okay if somebody says, well, then I don't want to play with you. Say, Okay. I'm not interested in playing that way. Don't fall for that manipulation. And if you're new, especially don't fall for that manipulation because sometimes it really is somebody who really does want to harm you and doesn't care about your recovery. And they won't be there.
2: Yeah. And there are assholes in the community just like there are assholes everywhere. They can be they can use that kind of subtle intimidation to try and get you to play. Or you're like, luck- you could be lucky and run into someone with a great deal of integrity who says, you know, thanks for being honest with me. Then we're not fit to play uh, together because we're not, we're not on the same uh, wavelength. Let, let me introduce you to somebody else who will, you know, but don't assume that that's always going to happen. You're, you're going to get assholes who try and manipulate you in any area of life.
0: If they don't show up with a shower curtain. uh." with a hole in it, they're not concerned for your safety.
2: Really? That's Just the saying. measure of concern is they show up with a shower. Curtain. <laughs> that's it.
0: <laughs> We're going to do some rape play with a shower curtain, which means it's really not, not rape play. Cause there's a hole in the shower um, curtain.
2: Right, you will that's forgive I, me if, if I, if I say that's, I'm not going to use that as my ruler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as your match. What do they call it? Your metric or yeah, I don't fucking one.
2: <laughs> those are words
0: <laughs> god damn it look at us go professional on Zencaster
2: that's true but it, yeah please go and read this post it's an absolutely excellent well written post and I really enjoyed it I was very glad that she gave us permission to discuss it
3: perverted podcast listener Segway.
4: hey who's this hey this is kazoo kazoo perverted podcast listener where are you listening from I am listening from the kinky community in Madison, Wisconsin.
0: Oh my god, is it a swinging community in Madison?
4: It's funny, we have like this 50-50 split, where you can tell like the different cultures of like the swinging community because they're all far, far richer than all of us.
0: So rich swingers, so they, they charge lots of money to get in there and swing with them?
4: Yes, absolutely. I That's what I hear anyway.
0: Or you just have to have a vagina, because out here you can't go as a dude by yourself.
4: Oh, absolutely not. No, they just tell you to go back to your mom's basement or something
0: (laughs) that's gotta be the saddest thing in the world you're like i'm gonna be a swinger but i have a penis and then they send you away it's gotta be awful
4: it's like being like alone at an orgy or something like that you're just kind of sitting in the corner like i'm i'm having a good time gosh dang it gosh
0: i really love this onion dip it's so delicious these people (laughs) don't know what they're missing
4: it's really okay i'm really more of a voyeur you know it's fine oh my
0: god (laughs) <laughs> That's my life, literally, my life of like the first 23 years until I kind of <laughs> woke up. So let me ask you a question, Kazoo. In this time that uh, everyone's kind of being shut down in the pandemic or anything, have you noticed any change in kind of your, like, are you curious about any new kinks, any new fantasies kind of coming up for you?
4: Well, I am uh, sheltering at home with a very vanilla roommate who... God bless her, knows all about my kinky lifestyle but partakes in absolutely none of it. So I've got to c- kinda be on the down low. Can't be like flogging myself or something like that. So with the whole transition to online classes, what I've pretty much been doing is putting in like a butt plug or like putting in like a vibrator or something. Because all the classes are pre recorded, right? right? Um it's not like I'm on like a microphone or a video chat or something with that, like just drooling from the mouth. But that's, you know, in a boring situation. So it's like class, you're sometimes you need something, it's li- you know? It's like your secret little thrill that you have
0: where it's like you're sitting there and they can kind of see your face, but you know you have a butt plug in or a vibrator going at the time while they're talking about whatever the hell, archaeology yeah. or whatever.
4: It's like the closest thing yeah. to exhibitionism that I have right now.
0: That's actually pretty awesome because you can just do it secretly. That's-
4: <laughs> yeah, so that's what I kind of, um, that's like my main thing because otherwise it's just six hours of schoolwork and that's awful. I've also been doing some like self pet play scenes, just like acting like a dog for shits and giggles, which like I know a lot of people turn to like little space in really stressful times like this. I kinda turn to to pet play and that's actually been helping a lot with like my mental health.
3: So do you
0: just go around and like chew on random newspapers and magazines and stuff that's around and
4: Yeah, you know, chew on newspapers, piss on the floor, you know, all that all the good cute stuff. No but <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you punish yourself? Are you like, bad kazoo, bad, bad doggy,
4: (laughs) bad. It's really hard to play fetch with yourself, you know, but it's, it can be done. Well, can't you just like bite Um, it
0: with your mouth and then go, and then fling it across the room and then go chase it?
4: For real and for true, I do do that sometimes. Um, Or like eat out of bowls or like I have a, I have a collar, so I'll put that on for a little bit. I've got these new pup um, mitts that I put on, Um, just kind of spend some time in the, in the space, even if it's not like a scene with someone else, it is kind of cathartic to do every once in a while.
0: Kazoo, I like your resourcefulness. And I think it is awesome that you came and joined us for a little bit and, uh, wish you the best of luck, uh, while you isolate and take care of yourself and get your classes done. Enjoy your butt plugs and vibrations and pet play. <laughs> and we're going to get back to the show. All right. <laughs> we got some mail and we're going to read it perverted mailbox because
2: you need it. Yeah. I feel the listeners need to have a little fun interjected. A little in here. break. <laughs> a, little a little break, break. from the hebbe hebbe. a A little,
0: little breaky-poo.
2: And for that, we go to Simorg, our friend who has written us and says, Thank you, in all caps, for keeping the show going. I've been more or less locked in for 20 days. Curfew Jesus in. Jesus Christ. I know. Curfew in, and I'm not going to say the country she's in, is from 4 p.m. to 5 a.m., And during the day, we are only allowed out for shopping. Also, we have designated days, wait for it, by gender. So as a girl, I get to leave the house Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: God. I find that hilarious. She says, the show is my highlight of kinky, fucked up glory every week. It just makes me happy. I listened to it twice in a row, and then I listened to the Walmart bit a third time. I now wish I could go shopping for toilet paper with you every day. You guys are the best. Love, love, love. P.S. How long can I keep hitting on you from afar before it gets creepy? Um, Don't never?
0: ever stop.
2: <laughs> never. <laughs> it will never be this creepy. This is all well, we creepy, for. We like the creepy.
0: Absolutely And then I'm like Then all of a sudden When she said that I'm like How fun would it be To do a role play Where I'm the cop And I catch you out During a pandemic And you're not supposed to be out And now I have to punish you In my (gasps) cop car
2: Oh my god That's so hot Okay I'm just gonna Replace your face in my mind With another face (laughs) And we are good to go (laughs) Sorry, no offense, uh, but it's got to be something
0: bah. else. I thought the idea was hot. I don't care if I'm in it, but you know, <laughs> it would. It,
2: I got, I got
0: people That's... that want me to be the cop. Yes, you <laughs> they do. Want me Boogie. To be a cop, or it's just extra humiliating for it to be me. See, I go on that humiliation angle a lot, Kathy. You, you know, brilliant. I am totally at my age. I have no problem being like the oh my god, I have to have sex with this, and it just turns them on to be so degraded. I have no problem with that. I'm like, ah, look, my dick in you.
2: <laughs> There's that sound again. <laughs> you know, I actually would have a problem with that. I have to say, uh, you may not, but if somebody wanted to have. Sex with me because they thought, oh, it's going to be so hot to have sex with someone who's fat and old. I'd like my clit would shrivel right up. It would no way I'm going to have
0: <laughs> the reverse. of would <laughs> <laughs> be
2: do it in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hack up a storm over there. What are you doing to yourself? <laughs>
0: my failed Kathy Clit impersonation. <laughs> that was awful oh my god
2: all right well simorg you are just the sweetest thing ever um i cannot believe that you have to go to the store by gender what the hell is all that about what does by gender mean
0: Uh, is it just a way to say
2: this this Mm. portion of the of the community because it's just easier i guess it's just an easier way of Uh. You know, it might the, be. The... Well, I
0: mean, maybe not everybody has a car that you can go odd number, even number. Yeah, you know, that's true. maybe a lot of people are out on the streets, so they're like, eh, fifty fifty. You know, fifty fifty, male to female. So trans are like, hey, fuck you! I walk the line. I go every day.
2: That's very. I was actually thinking of that. I was reading the email, and I'm. I hadn't gotten to the end yet. I'm all, oh my god! Please tell me that that one day you said you were male, and one day you said you were female. <laughs>
0: You're, if this is really a gender tolerant society, I get to be gender fluid and not maybe not trans, but gender fluid. Oh, there's 7000 titles that this could work. Exactly. There's 7000 titles that this could work and you could manipulate the system and get extra coconut water <laughs> coconut and then get water. caught by the police officer and be like, young lady, what are you doing out on the street right now?
2: Oh. Uh... <laughs> This that is the second
0: so cool. time I've seen you out here, and I have a feeling that you need to have this behavior eradicated.
2: How many jars me? of coconut water do you have, young lady? <laughs> Two goddamn cases. That limit. stuff just makes just
0: makes you poop.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, Kathy! Uh,
2: oh, terrible. we need help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> The editing, the
2: editing. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to be editing from here until Monday.
0: dill has <laughs> uh.
2: wow. got the moves.
0: Wearing motherfucking leather pants. He's the god of information. What have you got for us?
4: Wow. Del!
0: Del!
1: Del! Del! Yeah. So, in Land, we had... No rituals, you terrible heretics! Wow. Get on the program, really. We have, we've we've yeah, now really. we've now divulged
0: into a zero. That's our first goddamn zero. I f- feel like this is my fault somehow. It probably is.
1: Yeah, they have less time. Um, of note, I got my second blank permission to share from the Discord from the Fishduck, which is great. Fishduck and also many points for them because they work in healthcare and we they are an essential and we love them so they're awesome both for giving me bland permission to talk about them and the shenanigans um we had the in my opinion controversial thing uh, opinion that um, Kazoo and two other discordians enjoy pear cider when i hear the word cider i think of apple what is this pear shit like that's pear shaped to me
2: i've never it's, heard it's of Devin- pear cider
1: You've never heard of pear cider, Kathy? You
0: so no, nonsense. Pear cider is
2: the thing. Oh,
0: please. No, pear cider, pear cider and apple cider are almost in some places equally as popular. Oh, so, huh. especially for people drinking which by the way, Kathy, it is Obnoxious right now, how many people are literally just drunking and highing through this entire thing,
2: hey, as long as they're at home, why you know go ahead, just don't go outside and bother anybody with your inebriation?
0: Well, I think what's happening is it is is surely uh, you know don't take away people's crutches and vices. In the middle of an emergency like this, you're only going to make things worse and start a goddamn riot. Like when they're closing liquor stores and stuff like that. I've been sober for eight years, but I definitely understand that this is not a time to take away people's vices and things that they're doing to cope. Whether they're healthy or not, totally this isn't the best time to 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 do that. I, I you know, I have moments where I struggle staying sober and all this because of boredom, but obviously I know the results if I start drinking and using again, it's it's going to go really bad. But that being said, I also want to just throw out there if you spend this entire time drunk and high, you're not able to make plans. For when this ends and if people are losing their jobs and people are going to have shifts and maybe deal with their mortgages or evictions or, you know, these types of things, you want to make sure that if you you can't stay in la-la land the whole time. Some of this time needs to be set aside for reality and making a plan for when this ends. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. It's just a practical tip. I know everyone's going to ignore me and just get fucked up every every five seconds like they are. But dare I digress? Good topic, Dell.
1: Let's move on. Yes. Yes. Um, we officially now have the entitled Bitch Bot on the Discord, um, which specifically is for the role-playing um, subsection because um, we've now instituted um, rolling a D20 to see how your actions go, like an RPG, and okay. Bitch Bot will let you know if you failed or not.
2: Wow. <laughs> so wait a minute. So
1: so wait a minute, Del,
0: Del go with me here. I'm I'm a little tech tarded. Is the bitch bot an actual person or is there an actual program that someone wrote to deal with this?
1: Uh someone wrote a program to uh when you do uh, I think it's like D20 question mark, it will give you back a dice result.
0: Wow. Cool. That is pretty nerd. That is that is pretty and that's on our Discord.
1: Yes. Aren't we all fancy in D&D quite? Um other news, um the grumpy cat, not not the actual physical cat with blood, but the um the rope rig has a new home and photos were shared. It was magical.
0: Oh, the ring, the you mean the uh, suspension ring that was uh, welded into the shape of Grumpy Cat. Yes, that one. That that was
1: awesome. So so where did it go and are they going to be mass producing these? um i think that was a one-off they might make more if they get commissions but um there are f- two photos of it in use in its new home which were quite lovely can Where, can, can you ask if the they photos um i'm not sure i, I can ask but it was just can like you... chain of like the recipient gave photos to them and they shared to the discord so they are on the discord you can see them Yes.
0: Dell, Del, can you ask them if we can post it on Perverted Podcast and we'll give them credit or links or whatever they want to theirs? And then that cuz it really is a, it really is cool and it'd be fun to to post that. So just see if maybe they'll let us post that on Perverted Podcast uh Fat Life Group and then we'll give them credit for whatever they want.
2: And let us yeah. not I'll- forget that Mr. Social Enigma would like to post those pictures too.
0: Yes. We,
2: we keep forgetting about him.
0: <laughs> I don't yes. forget about him, Kathy. Don't Ever. forget about me, please.
2: <laughs> Don't you da, 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 da,
0: da, forget about Enigma. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh, <walk laughs> <on by. laughs> that was a pretty intense song with one of the best snare fill breaks of all snare fill
1: breaks. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely up there with songs that are stuck in my brain now, besides Never Gonna Give You Up, which is now a Fortnite emote, so yeah. Ah, I like the song. Good. That's so What's sad. next? Do we have a couple more? couple more. Just yeah, shut got a couple up, more. Kathy! <laughs> um, our favorite Dr. Doe from Sexplanations did a Guess That Gear with Ant from What's the Safe Word, who you did jingles for. So, yes! And, then, that's, and you've I also think... done things with her, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, en- Enigma, do you want to go into the, to that? Because I assume you watched it.
3: I did. Um it was actually really interesting because he like blindfolded uh, Dr. Doe, which is of course awesome. And then uh basically just put various kink uh, toys in her hand and she had to guess it. Um everything from I think it was a butt plug to like a spreader bar. Nice. Were were they used? <laughs> no, these were clean and stuff that I think they sell or are affiliated with.
0: Because I think personally, production wise, that would have been a gr- much better reaction if he would have slapped like an oversized, you know, Folsom Folsom street fair used dildo right in her hand with lube still on it
3: and said, what's that?
2: Gross. <laughs> Just saying. Ah.
3: I, I, I don't know if that would have worked for the show. Maybe his show maybe, maybe yeah, really you never know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just the horror in her face or she might have got real turned on you never know never know i mean that's if what hand put, like,
3: yeah if you put gloves on her hand first and then be like okay and then she like didn't know it was happened but like it's like oh you were giving me gloves oh this is gonna get messy
0: yeah maybe
1: yeah that's just some know. of my dr doe fantasies what else is there one more uh yes we had the- The British artist, uh, Jordan McKenzie, who has an um, exhibition named Spent, which is 55 images of him ejaculating over canvas. (laughs) And as their discordians (laughs) joked, that That is is... his seminal work.
2: Oh, that's so bad. God. God. Terrible.
0: That reminds me of the guy that used to give himself a paint enema and squirt it on a canvas. Uh, and yeah, that's that. See, Kathy, what? that's just guy narcissism. Is it? That's a guy that just says, My spooge is so amazing. I could literally just jack off on a canvas and people will pay me for it. That's how amazing I am.
2: That is the very different. True. That's very guy egocentric.
1: Yeah, the shapes were impressive. They were all different. Like you can see them online. It's like you you really got a variety of orgasms in there.
2: That's great.
1: That's
0: great. So did he just put himself in some sort of like hanging? You know, like Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise hanging above the thing and just and just kind of roll over it for a half hour with some porn on a laptop on the side
1: um i honestly don't know um i I sent the image so you could see it but um he splooched on the canvas and then he covered it with carbon so they're all like it doesn't look it's semen but they're they're all black from the the carbon powder on them so that's great
3: (laughs) it just kind of look like rorschach tests to me yeah they do (laughs) yeah
0: oh my god Well, Del, thank you. Thank you very much for ruining the next. You asked for one more. Thanks for ruining the next six meals. I'm going to. Carbon canvas jizz art, you know, just. uh,
2: It's your fault, but you asked for one more. Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know. Let's ask
0: Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. (laughs) We have a new segment. Perverted podcast Yay. listeners, it is called Social Enigma, and it is our very own enigma that is going to basically revamp the idea of kinky world news. We which basically Kathy and I wanted to do, but neither of us were like, I don't I don't want to do not I don't I'm not on the internet enough to see what's going on in the world sexually. But we enigma, wanted to do
2: it, but just like everything we do, we're like, Meh, after a couple of weeks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Meh. It's too much work. <laughs> but Enigma has no segment, so he's like, "I'll take it, God damn it, I gotta do something so Enigma, hello, well, hi there, boogie, God damn it, Enigma, What's going on yeah. in the world sexually?
3: Well, um, not much right now, but uh there, one of the things uh like as you probably expect, uh a lot of people are turning to the internet for their um sexual pleasure. Um like Pornhub has had a 60% um hike in their uh visitors which wow. for God. an already popular site is is pretty impressive. Um unbelievable. And uh a of Indie Book which is a uh book publisher apparently romance novels are also being highly uh purchased during this time while people need stimulation. To get their um, we'll say frustrations out
0: <laughs> now then think about with this the think about this with me uh perverted podcast uh you know people with me on this show learn l- look Way at go, me go, learning how me. to talk yeah. <laughs> like really <laughs> look at me being smooth <laughs> <laughs> look at me being smooth go with me on this um, do you think as we see people discovering you know, more hobbies. People are like, people are gardening the hell out of it if they have a house. You know, people are doing home crafts. They're on the, you know, they're going to the world uh, teacher that is YouTube and learning all sorts of little home projects and things like that. Do you think with this influx of porn and erotica that people are reading, that more people will maybe be s- discovering things about their sexuality? that maybe they kind of
3: ignored or were curious about? Yes. I mean, it, it's kind of a psychological thing. Fear has already been kind of a known libido pusher. Like if you want to really get with your girl, take her to a horror film and she's going to be so scared, her endorphins are going to be so high that she's going to want to fuck you later. Um, what? Yeah. Wow. it's it, I forget. I, I, there's a psychological term for it and I can't remember it exactly. Um, but like high stress situations often will lead to a higher libido. You know, uh, goddammit, so, Enigma, yeah. that
0: makes sense. Because every time I take off my clothes in front of one of my partners, they put their hands on the side of their face and they scream, Aah! and then they fall over and I fuck them.
3: Yeah, that 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 is exactly right.
2: Mystery solved. Hey,
0: you know, with that <laughs> delay, the jokes bomb real hard. Just want you to know. <laughs> Just without that, without that initial laugh reaction, that's just a dud that just smacks the pavement like a wet body.
2: But then Boogie does his magic in in editing, and and before you know it, we're, oh, we're relevant.
0: I'll put a goddamn laugh track on it.
2: That's our Boogie. <laughs> oh, God. Kill me. Really
3: what else do we got going on in the world enigma oh hey another segment um so the other thing and this is just kind of sad but funny um in germany germany i, I don't know if you know this but there's a they have a high sex uh, industry in germany um, god bless them amen and uh right now they a lot of the international uh prostitutes that tend to work in germany are now stuck there Because Germany has locked down their borders, so uh, prostitutes who have come in and are like basically renting a room to do their their work are now stuck in these rooms that they and they um, and some of them are still working even though it's technically illegal in Germany to be uh, meeting like that. But some people are still working, but for the most part, they are just stranded and um, trying to you know. where a lot of the a lot of them are turning to online work, um, so like camgirls and whatnot. But yeah, a lot Wow, lot of that's
2: uh, so sad. St-
3: you know what I smell, Kathy? What? A lot of
0: on the download discount shower curtain international German hooker sex.
2: Boogie, I swear to God, you and the shower curtain, you just you gotta get up, you- man.
0: Why? What if it proves that it's a way for people to have at least some level of intimacy?
2: Uh, I, you know what I'd love is for the listeners to weigh in on this is, you know, shower, curtain, sex, hot. Discuss. I
0: think I think they're going to say be, from a humiliation standpoint to literally walk in someone's house, not touch anything, gloves, mask. Go to them, have them bent over. They can have whatever vibrator Hitachi whatever. have it. Throw a sh- clean shower curtain over them. blook, Put on a condom. <laughs> buck them through that hole. Let everyone get happy. And
2: Wait, then please. literally
0: pull a... What?
2: Well, what does that sound? Blook
0: Well, that's the sound of penetration, Kathy. In. That's the penetration that sound. that what it Duh. sounds Duh. like
2: when you Fuck. Uh,
0: it's up, bloop, bloop. <laughs> That's what it does. <laughs> You're like, oh, baby, are you ready to if, do this? Let's <laughs> let's get this going, baby. Bloop. Oh, god.
2: If I if I it? was even considering the the uh, shower curtain sex with you, that right there killed it.
0: <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? If, you love laughter, Kathy. Bloop, bloop. You would, <laughs> you'd be like, I gotta have blub blub sex. Why would you
1: not have blub blub sex? <laughs> Oh my god! If you wanted to be even more torture, do all the things you just said, but instead of the penis, use a strap-on, and then it's even more taunting, teasing because it's not actually your dick. Well, he- here's Aww.
0: the thing, and you know, Dell's got a goddamn point there. Dell has a very good point. Now, then, obviously, there's some risk of contact because I- my penis is attached biologically to my body at times, and so if that you dies. were, well, I'm just saying, if you were a female <laughs> dominant. Um, you know, if you were a femdom going for your submissive, then you could put a strap on on with a condom, and then you're even through a shower curtain, and then you're even safer still. I mean, it's all there's nothing that's perfect, Kathy. Risk aware consensual kink, but I'm saying if we can mitigate
3: those risks
0: and get some, I
3: think it's worth trying. It was it was just suggested in the Discord to uh, maybe dick your. Dip your dick in some uh, Plasti Dip, that rubber stuff that you put on the that you can like dip your tools in to seal. Yeah, them. tool oh. dip. Yeah, yeah. Just stick your dick in there, and your and and your tool is now protected forever.
2: Oh That's a Kathy? joke. Please don't do that. <laughs>
0: yeah, nobody I'm pretty listening sure... to
2: this should do that.
0: I'm pretty sure that uh, doesn't fall under the category of chemically safe for your skin. <laughs> Ooh, but I'm but with... maybe
3: like liquid latex. Liquid latex would probably work. Unless you have a latex allergy. Yeah, why not? I mean, yes, yes, of course.
0: Yeah, but that's, I mean, is that going to stay? Because, well, here's the thing. No, latex condoms have a a certain combination where they don't fray or ripple or shed uh, during the thing. But I'm pretty sure the latex paint, if you rub it, it will start to come off. So the friction of fucking is going to make it, uh, that probably would be bad.
2: Right. I mean, that's fair but
0: we'd love to hear about it if you try yes, it.
3: Yes, also, if you try it, <laughs> let us know.
2: Anything else? You're all well.
3: uh no No, uh, but since, since I'm here, I'll also plug our social medias. If you're... Listening to us for the first time, you can find us on Instagram at Perverted Podcast and on the Twitter at at Perverted PCAST.
0: Yay! We're not precise. We don't have license. We are not always nice, but we're here if you need some fucking advice.
2: Yay! We're not precise. Yay. That's one thing we are not. And <laughs> but we're not we nice. should be. Nah, we should be not.
0: precise, Kathy. We well, should, and we can I... talk about that debate. If you want to ask, we want to have that debate now. That we had before the one where you're like, yeah, people just like us to hear us fuck up. And that's the main thing they like to hear. And then I'm like, well, that's I said
2: that. Yeah, I said that I thought it was the main thing they wanted to hear. And you said, absolutely not. The main thing that they like is that we're funny and we discuss things. And I said, "Okay, fine. But being fucked up or fucking up runs a close second to that.
0: I don't know about a second maybe a th- I mean whatever you said let's ask the listeners what they yeah. think and this is a good time to ask so go ahead give your what do you think you so you think that the number one reason people are listening to perverted podcast is because we're kind of fucked up and vulnerable and they kind of so they can feel better about themselves well, listening to what pieces true. of shit we are
2: Okay, so fucked up and pieces of shit. That's a very negative and derogatory language. If I were to say to you instead, "We're self-deprecating, we're vulnerable, we're honest, and we're real," then it w- might make you feel better. But whatever, regardless of the language that you use, I, I happen to think that we're different in that regard. And I because I and I would I would flip the two. I would say that's primarily the reason, and second would be that we we talk openly about things and uh, and that we're funny. Um, and frankly I don't care whether it's one or the other. I think they they run very close together. And the reason we started all of this was because um we were doing a lot of testing before every show throughout the week I think we've gone online to test to see if the recording works like four <laughs> or five times. Yeah. yeah. And I said it would be brilliant if you just were to put those up because we're just talking, we're not uh, concerned with the, how much of a lag there is and how much silence is, And I thought people would really like that because I, it's kind of like a behind the scenes bloopers thing. And you and I got into this huge debate and I said, I think that our Patreon supporters would absolutely love to get like an outtake reel or bloopers reel or some kind of uh, just, this was us on for five yeah. minutes trying to get if the recorder to work. And you said, absolutely if was, not. If it was Funny,
0: or it's like, I mean, the Walmart thing was literally an hour of bloopers, Kathy. And to make no. that coherent, I had to edit that for hours to get to nine minutes. And then, what, what so I'm you can extrapolate is- things, but to just put the raw track up for an hour, that would be fucking comedic and entertainment suicide.
2: Well, you're talking all, about all these two different uh, things. You said the raw tract of an hour of us trying to do a Walmart show. That's that's completely different from the two, yeah, three, five, four, five minutes in which you you and I are just sitting there, and we're not like, we're not professing that it's anything other than a, a you know a funny little shitty little this with a lot of gaps in it. And hey, here's five minutes extra for our Patreon supporters. Look at this versus you and it's I funny. setting out with it wasn't, the, like, it wasn't how, anything how, you're missing. You're missing the. You're missing my point, Boogie. The no, what I'm not. we set out to do. You know this is turning into a long thing, and I know you're going to edit it out anyway. No, I'm not. When you and I set out to do a show, we have a very specific agenda, and the same is true of any podcast. The same is true of a radio show. The same is true of a movie, of TV show. When the audience or when people get to see tiny little bits where you're not trying to be funny, you're not trying to be on, and you're not on stage, and you don't have the spotlight on you. It's very interesting. It's very interesting to people. There's a, there's a reason why this stuff is – and if it's not interesting to you, then this is just a little side thing that they put up for three minutes, and you can say, nope, that shit doesn't interest me. I'm not going to listen to that. It's very different from you and I trying to do a show in which we're on, we have the spotlight on, we've got an agenda, we've got an entire list, we don't like gaps in our talking, you edit out Kathy, anything that I, doesn't sound good. I think there's a huge heard difference this point. between you
0: the just truth. Jesus, we got the point, Kathy. What I'm saying is is you don't don't produce. You don't edit. Let me tell you, those little snippets you see that are clever behind the scenes, and there's a little argument, or the director says, move this thing here, all of that is edited. They don't just put up raw tracks of five minutes of going, okay, test, block left, stand left, move left, little to the right, move left. That is all edited, Kathy. All of that Everything that you see, all the behind the scenes, Finding Nemo, there are hundreds of hours of crap that people sit and they edit that to make it kind of coherent and feed you some sort of story of behind the scenes. It is not a raw track.
2: Um, I understand perfectly what you're saying, and I disagree with you 100 percent. So we can agree to disagree on that.
0: Well, then we can ask. I'm glad we had this fight because I've been hearing this (laughs) for for years Okay, And I'm like, don't this stuff it, takes work.
2: We don't do a lot of this shit. This is the first time. That we do. Don't make it sound as if I talk your ear off every week and want to get you through. This is a new thing for us. And I dropped it a long time ago when you said, no, we're not doing this. And all of a sudden we find ourselves in a position where we've got a lot of this shit. And I just brought it up once. Don't don't make it sound like i'm after you every week to get this shit done no
0: kathy the argument is is that i get a lot of when i'm like i want to get the show better and sounding better and moving more and whatever and you have this response of yeah i no. they just want to hear us fuck up they just want to hear us you know they like it they like that we suck they like that we're we're goofy and whatever
2: you were personally so no what i'm saying
0: is is that Without that enthusiasm of being dedicated to make the show better and to kind of have the attitude that, you know, having it just be they mostly like it when we kind of fuck up and suck, that that's not a way to move forward.
2: I, that's I don't my opinion. know how to. Yeah, that's your opinion. I don't know how to continue this because this seems to be like an area where you and I are polar opposites and neither one of us is going to convince the other that we have any point.
0: You are Correct.
2: And also, you are correct, but it was um, nice to
0: have this fight in front of the listeners.
2: That's really because now that we you both want to do that.
0: I don't. Well, why not? You you're
2: the one that wants to be vulnerable. Um. Yeah. Yeah. My fine. I you know don't throw that back in my face as if. Well, this is exactly what you wanted, Kathy. <laughs>
0: I just see the popcorn coming out of the the box.
4: There are <laughs> a lot people of people s- who actually sin.
2: like listening to us argue and fight. Can you believe that? Of course. That's one of the to, things. When we were at doorway, you and I used to get into shit like this. Not necessarily this vehement. We weren't this loud and this out in the open. But peop, I could tell that I could see people standing around watching us avidly. Kind of in the same way they used to watch um uh, me and, and uh Fauna do the same thing.
0: You and Fauna used to fight?
2: Oh God, yeah. But and it wasn't we noticed people around and we actually would talk about it and say why why do people like that? There was one person in particular who really liked us, but everybody else would like sit down for a good long listen and we started taking advantage of it at some point and, you know, really <laughs> uh hyping it up and making it like and, and that there were a couple of times where I went too far and we would talk afterwards and, and I would say, yeah, that particular line went too far. She goes, yeah, that hurt my feelings. And then we, we would oh, laugh about Oh, yeah, that's right. I
0: remember that. You guys used to be like, um, oh, my God, what was the best line you had to Fauna or she? I think it was you to her that you're like the only way someone would eat your pussy is if you squirted ketchup on it.
2: Oh, my God. Yes. Was that I you to her or her? That. that was in the that, that was, was in the me- kitchen. No, because you know what? That was when she was we were doing Carnal Carnival and she was a coordinator and they used to do a coordinators challenge and at the end they would do something absolutely horrible to her. She would agree to it as long as we could raise a certain amount of money. One of it was you had started this whole thing where there were you guys were gonna throw all this food on her, put her in a little kiddie pool. And just douse her with all kinds of stuff, and and she later said, as it was the time was approaching, she said, "Oh God, I I think I regret having agreed to this." And I I said, "Why not? The only way anybody's ever going to go down on you is if you you know squirt ketchup all over you." You said nose.
0: ketchup, which by the way was her trigger. And by the way, she died a week after Carno Carnival. So I, I killed her, her by pouring ketchup on her.
4: You and I, I both killed do. Fauna.
0: <laughs> we killed Fauna. With ketchup. Uh, It's a true story. Very sad. Um, God, I miss her. She was funny as fuck. I do miss her. But God, did we fight. We fought a lot, too. But you guys had fun fake fights. I like this total digression in uh, some fucking advice. Should I just play the jingle again? We're not precise. We don't have lice. And we are not always nice. But we're here if you need some fucking advice. So, Kathy, what do we got?
2: (laughs) Uh, We have an email from Glycerin Queen who wrote to us and said, uh, Hello, perverts. I want to start by saying I've been listening to Perverted Podcast for about a year now, and I really love the show. It is my favorite podcast to listen to. Boogie, we're somebody's favorite. I just want to say that's amazing. She says, I love how natural and seamless you make it sound. When I listen to it, I feel like I'm sitting in the room with a bunch of kinky friends listening to their banter. It's refreshing. And no matter how shitty I feel when I start listening, I always end up with a smile on my face after the show is over. Boogie and Kathy's dynamic is hilarious. And I love Dell, Enigma, and Mew whenever they are there. And holy shit, those jingles. Okay, she says, okay, enough with the sucking up. Well, actually, no, you can never have too much sucking up. Keep sucking up. She says that she and her wife have been together for about four years and they have what's called a play poly relationship to anybody who doesn't know what that means. That means that uh, sexually and intimately, they're um, monogamous with each other, but they each allow each other to play with other partners. That's pretty accurate. Right, Boogie? Yes. Did I describe that right? Okay, Poly play it's called. She describes their dynamic as a kind of mix of master slave and dom sub, but recently they've been exploring DDLG dynamic. That's daddy, dom, little girl, which is a dynamic that you and, and Mew have, correct?
0: Yes, and bunny and, and a number yeah. of brothers, yes.
2: That's your jam. She says that she's a heavy sadist who enjoys role playing, but is more into pain play than anything else. So here's what she says. During our regular check ins, my wife revealed to me that at the beginning of our relationship, she was more willing to do the heavy S&M play because of the uh, new relationship energy and because she wanted to, quote, keep me. But now that we have been together for a while, she's not as much into the pain play and is more into the daddy-dom-little-girl incestuous role play, which for us is more sexual in nature. And I should interject that not all uh, daddy-dom-little-girl play is sexual in nature, but for them it is. She says, although this type of role play is very satisfying to me most of the time, I still find myself missing the heavy pain play she no longer seems to enjoy. So my question is, Do you have any advice on how I can incorporate heavy BDSM play into a playful yet sadistic way that is not your run-of-the-mill, over-the-knee spanky? I need creative scenarios. I'm very creative, top, but I'm finding it hard to keep things fresh because I can only come up with so many role-playing scenarios. And my second question is, do you think that I should just look for a new play partner that is more of a heavy masochist and keep the sexy DDLG without pain play with her? And she does say that in the past she's had high insecurities about her seeking out new partners. So navigating this stuff is difficult. And she finishes by saying thank you in advance for your advice. Amazing show.
0: Bravo, bravo. Uh, kind so of a tough situation. Questions.
2: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: it, it is a tough situation when you get to this, but – but the reality is is what's the best advice you can what's a what's a good role play you can give me to where I can still be the heavy sadist with somebody who has has pretty clearly told me they're really not into it. You're not going to change that. There may be aspects of play where it's going to be during this time we're going to incorporate like a heavy discipline scene where you did something really bad as a little girl and you know, you put someone in danger, you could have started a fire, something where like you would get, there would have to be a severe punishment for that. Something, you know, something like that may incorporate, obviously you have to pre-negotiate that because your partner is going to then have to go back to that place where they're doing it just to make you happy. And if you're okay with that, then that's fine. But ultimately if they've laid down the the evidence that says, I really don't like this, then that's that's where it is. You can't you can't just kind of hand them some marshmallows and make them eat it out of your hand and then kick them in the pussy. You know, you just it's just it's not you're not going to sneak heavy play on someone that doesn't like it.
2: I mean, that's true. I, I should say that she didn't say that she doesn't like it outright, but she did say she doesn't like it as much when when one partner right. that's their primary jam. And the other partner, it's something that they like occasionally. You guys can still come together in those infrequent times. You're just, you're going to have to go outside of the relationship in order to get more of your SM kink on. Uh, and, And this is a good scenario. She they're both, they engage in poly play. So they both given each other the permission to play with other partners. But it's, what's concerning to me is that she says at the end that her partner has high insecurities about me seeking out new partners. So navigating this might be difficult. You're absolutely right. That's going to be difficult. This is the only problem I see or real issue right. or obstacle that needs to be overcome. What happened? How well does she deal with it? Uh, uh, When I first read it, I thought, oh, my gosh, she didn't tell her from the beginning. She didn't like it. And then I I really I reread it again. And I realized that's actually not what she's saying at all. New relationship energy is a thing. And when you're in the middle of that new relationship energy, you're willing to do a lot more simply because there is the, the novelty aspect of it. And you're wrapped up in the relationship and how great it feels. And then that starts to wane. And what's left is what you what you intrinsically like doing, not something that is subjective. And so I, I, I realize that that is, new relationship energy is a thing. And you're willing to do more at the beginning. And now they're settled into it. I don't see anything wrong with that. However, if she is not dealing with her insecurities, if instead she's employing that same tactic where she doesn't want to rock the boat and she doesn't want to create problems, so even though she has said she's okay with it, she's not going to tell her partner when she's having real problems, now you got a problem. Because you have to be able to trust your partner to tell you when the insecurities are coming out, when she needs her help, when it's something that she's got to deal with on her own. This is not an easy thing to do. I definitely have problems with it. I I love hanging out with Creative Explorer, and I love being poly, but my self-doubt and my insecurities rear their ugly heads all the time, and I have to deal with it, and there are times, and I have to be ultra-responsible about that, and in addition, be responsible enough to tell him when it's getting to be too much for me, which is a problem for me, because I don't want anybody to have to bend over backwards for me, I don't want anyone, I want to please people, and so I have to be brave enough to tell somebody I'm having an issue. And if she is someone who's going to do that, then you guys are well on your way. You're both polyplay, if you're both mature enough to deal with insecurity issues, I don't see a problem here. But that is the only thing in the email that was concerning to me.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the the first line before we get to heavy masochism because what I'm hearing is two different things. We're polyplay, but my partner has some strong issues with me not being good enough and me seeking that poly play. So what it sounds like is it's like you're saying, "Oh, I'm I'm okay with this, but you're really not okay with this." And that's what you're you have to go at first before you get into that partner, that new partner that's going to be a heavy masochist, your first issue is dealing with some core beliefs with your partner and how they view themselves. The one of the hardest things one of the biggest clichés in a relationship when you're dealing with approaching poly and other partners is that oh my god i'm not good enough and it is so simply a fact of nature it is a fact of life you are not a perfect person none of us are perfect if you really love baseball and your partner doesn't As far as fulfilling your partner's love for baseball and going with a partner, you are not good enough. That is just a fact. It is not good. It is not bad. It is just a fact. If you do not like heavy pain, uh, receiving heavy pain, and your partner likes giving heavy pain, there is nothing wrong with saying, I do not fulfill that. If you want to put a negative connotation and say, I'm not good enough, then that is only a way that you self-abuse yourself. And it goes nowhere. All it does is make you feel shitty about yourself when the bottom line is there are thousands of things in our relationships with other people where we do not come up to a standard that they would enjoy. That's just normal. But what you do is you focus on the things that are a benefit, the things that you are good about, the things that your partner does love and validate about you, and then be okay with the fact that, well, they like this thing, they like this game, they like this sport, they like th- this activity. Am I okay with them doing that? Do I want them to enjoy that activity without me? That's the thing to deal with.
2: Yeah. And I, I don't think, I think you brought up an interesting and very important point is that, um, it's okay to feel that it's human. There's nothing wrong with you. That's what evolutionarily we are wired to be jealous. That's just, it's in our brain. You can't stop it.
0: Um, it's a competition for territory and survival.
2: Yeah. So I think that they're actually going to be okay if they, if they touch on that one thing that, that sounds, um, a little alarming is you, you need to – you already know you have that ability to feel insecurities. You need to deal with it head on, and you guys should be fine.
0: And get a shower curtain.
2: No. Stop <laughs> with the shower curtain. Crying I'm out gonna loud. I'm going to name this
0: show Kathy and Boogie's Shower Curtain Fight.
2: Is that what you're going to Too long. No, it's too long. That's too long. But it
0: does have to be something because we did have a good fight there. I love that. Did you? I love that sexiness. Well, did it build some tension? I mean, do I have a chance? I mean, I offered you the blue tarp where you don't actually have to see me and you can fantasize about whoever it is.
2: You know, tension doesn't really do it for me. I know Enigma said that that's a thing, but it doesn't really do it for me. It actually repels me. And I,
0: he said, fear tension
2: or fear. um, I want to retreat and isolate. I actually don't feel better with people around me. Sorry, Boogie. Neither one of those scenarios works for me.
0: <laughs> Kathy, five years. I keep throwing it out there.
2: do is you a show have about enough partners?
0: I do, but Kathy, sexual harassment is kind of a fetish of mine.
2: Is it? You and and, uh, and uh, but I, Hollywood Daddy.
0: But I have no position of authority. I have nothing to hold over your head so it doesn't feel immoral or unethical. It just That's feels true. like, you know... Like you literally like, oh, yeah, look at this major market show that we were on and the thousands of dollars you pay me a week to do this with you. I just it's not there. So if it was, I would probably if it was, I'd probably be more cognizant of whether or not I was sexually harassing you. That would suck.
2: Oh, my God.
0: I don't want to make money.
2: (laughs) Oh, now you want to.
0: I don't want to make money. I think this. I think we need to stay here. I'd be like, what, what would I do? Because all of a sudden I'd be like, well, you know, technically this is douche because you have a position where you're holding her income over her head. So you she has to tolerate your sexual harassment. But if you've never advocated for yourself and said, Boogie, I don't want you to sexually harass me.
2: Well, this is an area where you're lucky now because you don't have to worry about not having money. <laughs> We're, we're good. True. You do to pray I mean, for that. just,
0: That's great. So I can continue sexually harassing you and, and one day you'll, you'll think about it.
2: As long as you don't mind rejection, I can keep rejecting you. No problem.
0: Do you get some, do you kind of enjoy the power of shooting down somebody as awesome as me?
2: Well, first of all, you're not awesome. And that's what makes it hard oh, for me is that ah, I, I always consider it a little ah, pathetic and it makes me feel bad. Ah, ah, <laughs> so there's some pity there. You have struck me did with your... an arrow in my heart. Ah! Did your did your dick just shrivel up? <laughs>
0: <laughs> my dick's already shriveled up. I'm fifty one, Kathy.
2: <laughs> oh my! Gosh. I
0: am. Uh, wait,
2: where is my? Oh,
0: I thought I had the "We Are Old" jingle.
2: No, no, unfortunately, you didn't load it.
0: <laughs> I don't, but I did forget to play a couple things.
2: Did you? Did you have other li- uh, jingles you were supposed to do?
0: Well, you know, I'll throw Headley's jingle uh, on at the beginning of the show, which I usually do, but it's new and I just kind of wanted to, you know. Yeah. Just wanted to do it, but I'll put it on. But thank you to Headley. Our- Wait, we should end the show.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. Yay! And that's the end of our socially distanced show. Joining us tonight from various parts of Southern California were Dell and Enigma, who I'm sure were sitting comfortably in their pajamas in their warm, cozy rooms, playing with themselves under their laptops and I want to take this time to thank all of our listeners for enduring some Rocky shows as we figure out how to get the best sound out of our remote broadcasts. And by we, I mean boogie, because all I do is turn up and uh, talk to the mic. So if our show holds any value for you, please lend us your support by visiting patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast and honoring us with five bucks. If you give a fuck and send us your questions or comments to perverted at gmail.com. From COVID-19 to role-playing scenes, we'll answer them all while we spray the Lysol. So grab your popcorn and tuck in real tight, because we'll keep up the jabber long into the night. Good night, everybody!
0: Good That was fantastic. That was one of your best show endings, goddammit, Kathy. <laughs> A great show ending. And and truly, thank you so much, Uh to our supporters, to Headley, who's been sponsoring every show for weeks now, and just so many people have been, just the emails and just people checking in on us and and letting us know to keep going and stuff like that. It really does make it. It really, really does make it work. Absolutely. And uh, and with that, I just I just want to remind everyone that in this time of great struggle, we have one one Kathy unifying message, and that message is vaginas get fucked and fucked and pounded and fucked and bleed and cramp and babies and fucked but they keep coming back and we need to be more like that in our souls kiss these lips, but you can kiss our ass
1: Thank you and
0: <laughs> <I'm> good nice
2: <laughs> Oh my god. Who was that? Walter Crankite?
0: I don't know, but that's the news. I'm boogie. Know. Thank you
2: and fuck off. <laughs>